Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. It's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, and let's go to our celebrity line. We got Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic. He's our Blues insider, and uh, he's apparently out of the Uber. You're you're out of the Uber, right? You weren't stuck anymore? Yeah, sorry, boys. That Uber took forever to get to the hotel, so you're my fine. apologies. No, well, J- JR, JR, our guy Anthony was worried that you were physically stuck in the Uber. <laughs> and we were wondering <laughs> if they that. sent a Mini Cooper for you. <laughs> no, just a little Vaseline and rubbed it on my arm. And <laughs> <laughs> and out of there. Good man. All right, JR, give us the latest. What What are you hearing about the Blues, the three picks, anything like that? Yeah, we had a session with Doug Armstrong today at the hotel for about 20 minutes, and uh, he covered a lot of ground, and guess what he told us? Uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he told us that uh, there's been a lot of chatter. Uh, they have, of course, the 10, the 25, and the 29. You know what's interesting with this Kevin Hayes acquisition, you know, it might take him out of the running of trading that late first rounder, one of those two picks, for an established player. You got your guy, Kevin Hayes. But Army didn't completely rule it out. He said you're always looking to improve the roster. But there just hasn't been a lot of those types of moves. So, you know, we asked him, what do you think? Are you going to make all three picks? And he said, I would think so, but you never know. There could be some trading up and down. JR, what do we truly know about how – everything went down in the Kevin Hayes deal because, as you know, a lot of different things coming out of that. It was Hayes and Sanheim, and then at one point Lawton was in there, then the Blues were sending Krug and some draft picks, and then Krug with the no-trade clause, he exercised his option. Now, Army today would not confirm any of that. He says he wouldn't address any rumors. But what, what do you know? With boots on the ground in Nashville, how much do we know? Yeah, we got the snapback twice from Army today. I'm not talking about rumors. I'm not talking about our rumors. We uh, we asked them about that situation. Uh, you know, here's the way uh, I I understand it because uh, talking people uh, in the situation involved directly. So the Blues had a package deal that was going to be pretty big, uh, and Krug was going to be involved. And Jamie, as you know, the last thing the GM does is go to the player and ask him to waive the no trade clause. Uh, Tory Krug. I think that it took a little bit of time, but I think uh, he knew all along that he was leaning against waiving it and eventually told the Blues that he would not waive it. And so the trade that was going to go down, to to my knowledge, included the Blues sending Krug and one of these first-round picks late in the first round to the Philadelphia Flyers, and they were going to get Hayes and Sanheim. There were texts going back and forth between Hayes and Sanheim. They thought they were going. I think they got uh, some information, too, that they were both going. And once Tory Krug decided to wait, not waive that no-trade clause, the deal was dead. Uh, some people in Philadelphia told me that the, the Flyers really felt that uh, things were dead, but they revived it. I think the Blues saw the potential with bringing uh, Hayes here, getting him on the cheap at 50%, and they didn't have to give up anything for him, so they still pull off that part of the deal. So now what's next with the Tory Krug situation? Because I think that this is obviously very interesting. I talked about it yesterday um, just from a player standpoint of knowing a team has wanted to move you from the organization, you said, no, I won't go. But what 
what's next now for Tory Krug? Does Doug Armstrong look to continue to try and move Tory Krug? Does he ask him to give a list of teams he will go to? Or is this just like water under the bridge now and we pretend it never happened? Well, yeah, we all learned from the Vladimir Tarasenko situation, which I know was different, but there was a trade request there and felt that uh, Tarasenko might have played his last game as, as a blue, and obviously that didn't happen. So could Tory Krug continue as a blue? It's certainly possible. But, you know, the way I see it, when the, when the company, this company being the St. Louis Blues, identifies you as a player that, that we want to move, we want to trade, and we want to, to go on from, you know, I think players have to take that personal and realize that they're probably – not wanted here. Now, in this case, Tory Krug obviously invoked the no trade, but that's because he didn't want to go to Philadelphia. Uh, they could flip him. He could be moving his family twice in the matter of months, and he didn't want to do that. So if Doug Armstrong is able to find a team that would take on Tory Krug, perhaps Tory would consider it. But here's my thing. You know, that Philadelphia trade that they had was maybe one of a few, right? I can't imagine that there are four or five teams around the league who have a situation and also the desire for Tory Krug, and we're willing to make that deal. But Philly wanted to get out of the Hayes contract, and they got a contract with Sanheim that starts this year eight years with a no-trade clause that kicks in on Saturday. So I think it was the perfect situation for the Blues, and I don't know if Doug Armstrong is going to find another perfect situation like that that Tory would agree to. Jeremy Rutherford joining us right now. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. JR, the number 10 pick, what are the options that, that you see, the realistic options? If the Blues stay at 10, what are the names that Blues fans should get uh, accustomed to potentially hearing? Yeah, I think, I think they're probably going to go forward. There's been some talk about one of the defensemen, but the big one, David Reinbacher, he's probably going to go five or six, somewhere in that range. You know, I don't think the Blues will try to trade up to get him. Uh, there are a couple other defensemen uh, that, that could go. 9, 10, 11, 12. But I think there's some good forwards there. You have uh, Nate Danielson, great center. Uh, if you can imagine him, and I know people probably haven't seen him play, but uh, he and Robert Thomas for years to come up the middle. Uh, there's a, a speedy guy up at uh, Minnesota that plays with Snuggerud. Uh, so I think that Oliver Moore, I think there's a couple players there at that 10 pick that they could get, and I don't think they're going to want to move up. But Army said today, guys, that uh, you don't want to move back you know, 15 or 16. It drops off after that a bit in terms of getting a quality player that you could get at number 10. JR, the the Blues shaping up quite nicely up front now. With the addition of Kevin Hayes and Kapanen and Verana, it's amazing what Army has been able to do in a very short time without giving up a substantial amount for those guys. But if we focus on the blue line, you've got a lot of bodies there that, you know, if we're playing musical chairs, not everybody's going to have a chair when the music stops what direction can Army go here to try and free up some cap space as well as free up some roster spots? Yeah, first touch on the forwards. Uh, you bring in Kevin Hayes at that 50%. You're looking at Hayes, Brana, Kapanen, and if you want to include uh, Sammy Blay, too, you're getting about 12 or $13 million worth of players for about $6 million. So uh, real good finds here. He's doing some bargain shopping and, and getting some players. So what does it mean for the defense? Obviously things could change like we just talked about if they did find a a home for Tory Krug, but I'll give you a nugget that Doug Armstrong said today in our session. Maybe the one little nugget he did give us, guys. He said that uh, he could see the team starting 13 forwards, eight defensemen. So you do have a lot of bodies. You got Prinovich coming back that they want him to come in and, and prove himself. Uh, so a lot of one, one-way contracts. And then, like we talked about, uh, a top four last year that really needs to, to turn things around. So, you know, your question is, is fair. I think that it's a lot of congestion back there, and we don't know how it's going to shake out, but 
you know, whether it be tonight or before free agency or, or sometime this summer, he could still try to unload one of those top four D and it kind of opens things up. Jared, the addition to Kevin Hayes, we're going to go back to him because obviously he's the big acquisition here recently for the Blues. Uh, in talking to Kevin Hayes, you know, what, in his opinion, what went wrong in Philly? I think everybody has a general idea of at least what we think went wrong. But in his opinion, what went wrong? Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, today when he was talking to us, Rid, he said, uh, I think I was in the All-Star game not too long ago, <laughs> last year. So he's, he's a 54-point player last year, which is uh, a second in his career, second highest. And, and so I think in terms of what went wrong, you look, they're in a rebuild. Things were off the track last year in Philadelphia. And, and then we all know John Tortorella and his reputation, and that's not to say that he's a bad coach and he's not trying to you know, get things going there in Philadelphia, but he, he just clashed with Kevin Hayes. And so he's a centerman. He told us today he wants to play center, uh, and uh, they moved him to wing, then they healthy scratched him, and then just the writing was on the wall. So change of scenery situation for Kevin Hayes. He's looking forward to it. The Blues are calling him a middle six center and uh, hope that they can play him with some good guys. And, and Army did talk about it today. You know, who does this push down to the fourth line? Are we talking about a Jake Neighbors, a, a Sammy Blay on the fourth line with the addition of Kevin Hayes? A lot being talked about Kevin Hayes. With You just talked about his, his production, his ability to play power play, penalty kill, kind of anywhere in your lineup. But, you know, one thing that's really been circled in the last 24 hours is what Kevin Hayes brings off the ice as well. Um, in talking to people down there, Army or whoever, you know, what are some of the things they're saying about Kevin Hayes, the individual? Yeah, it's a, it's all good. Everybody I talk to, and we're talking media, we're talking about coaches, everybody says, good guy. Oh, you guys got a good guy. You know, Blue's got a good guy. You know, so you know, that only goes so far. you got to be able to play, too. But I think it's that, that personality that he brings. And, and Riv, you know this, uh, it, it's pretty common for teams, players, to reach out to a player when he comes to a new team. I, I get it. But the long list of people that reached out to Kevin Hayes in the past couple of days, he played with Pavel Buchnevich in New York. They might have even been on a line together at times. And uh, he said he talked to Buchnevich, who I believe is in Russia. They were texting at odd hours of the day. Uh, Braden Shen, Robert Thomas, of course, you know, Hayes being uh, related to the Kachucks, Thomas is going to be close with him. Uh, just a long list of guys. And so I think they're looking forward to having a, a guy like him in, in the locker room, keeps, keeps it loose. And i got to tell you, I've been talking to Kevin Hayes a lot. Uh, texting back and forth the last couple of days as this thing was going down. And, uh, you know, more than friendly, more than willing to help, and, and definitely said all the right things. JR, looking forward to your coverage from Nashville. It should be an entertaining night for the NHL and certainly here in St. Louis as the Blues have three first-round picks. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah, listen to Alex and Tanner. I think uh, we'll be joining them uh, right after the pick, so we'll have the latest on the Blues pick coming up later. At 101 ESPN, how's that, guys? There you go. Nice, nice job, JR. Well done. Good branding on that. Nice. Thank you, sir. <laughs> See ya.